It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and Mike alongside Brad Walker today on this 14th day of July, 6.06 on the clock and 89 degrees and sunny outside here in southeast Ohio. It's a Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting and the phone lines are open at 740-592-6646, 740-592-6646. It's been a while since we have Brad Walker on. We've had him call in a couple times. But socially distancing, it's good to see you again, Brad. Good to have you back on the air. As always, happy to be here, man. Ha- happy camper, because apparently vaccine numbers are looking pretty good, boosting people's immune systems based on the first round of testing. So always a good sign. Seems like things slowly are getting back to normal. And where did you see that from? What, what was uh, AP News. AP yeah. News. About 15 minutes ago, tweeted it out. Listen, I think that is our one saving grace right there for fall sports. If there's a vaccine that yeah. can happen and happen quickly, uh, then everything that, that we've been doing is, uh, you know, again, meaningful to, to uh, prepare and get ready for some fall sports coming up soon. Uh, but still, you know, if there's a vaccine that then I think would open up the doors for, all right, well, maybe we can have full capacity in the Convocation Center or at Peden or at, elsewhere, not not just locally here, but across, uh, across the states. Uh, but I, I think that's some positive news there. And it's always good to start the show on a, a, a positive side. And I guess for Browns fans, another positive is uh, Miles Garrett's uh, closing in on a contract extension. Uh, but a person familiar with the negotiations tells the Associated Press that the Cleveland Browns are closing in on a massive contract extension with star defensive end Miles Garrett, the number one overall pick in 2017, and one of the NFL's premier edge rushers, Garrett, and the Browns could have a deal completed in the next day or so. NFL Network reported the extension could be for five years and $125 million. The Browns have been discussing the extension with Garrett and his representatives for months. I think that's a positive sign for the Cleveland Browns as they look to go forward and uh, to keep on improving their team. Little by little, the Browns have you know, shown a little bit more competency as, as the years have come on by. Most certainly, absolutely love the offseason moves that the Browns are making at the moment. You, uh, When the whole draft was happening, all those free agent signings really gave this a fully loaded offense. Now, the biggest question is going to be that defense, but the cornerstone of that defense is Miles Garrett, so you have to lock him in, have to make sure he's going to be here for a while, and as it looks right now, he'll be here until at least 2026. So he definitely earned the money or gets a lot of double teams. That's going to open it up for a lot of the rest of the pass rushers. But if you look at this defense right now, the linebacking core, it's kind of weak. Lost a couple in free agency, lost Kirksey, lost Schobert. So guys like Mac Wilson are going to have to step up a young core, and then also a young core in the secondary too. So that always concerns me. I know the talent is there in the secondary, Connor, but whenever you got a young uh, linebacking core and a young secondary, that can always be somewhat cause of concern, especially because right now our head coach is an offensive-minded. But we might just have to have a couple of shootouts and look like the Kansas City Chiefs have looked in the last few years. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Browns, I, I think they're on the up and up, right? I mean, they've improved a little bit from year in and year out. Uh, you still might have some concerns with Baker Mayfield right now because he did take a little bit of a step back from where he was his rookie year. Uh, but still, you know, I mean, Baker is still a, a competent quarterback, a competent starter in the NFL. I think that he can get better in year number two. Uh, I know a couple people on the sports fan earlier on, it might have been a year ago, uh, but, you know, they were talking about, well, is he going to bust? Is he just a one-year uh, flash in the pan? But I think that Baker, if he turns it around this year, it, it's still young in his career. You know, what is this going to be, year three now with, with yep. uh, Baker Mayfield? Mm-hmm. So still, uh, you got to give him some time. you got to see what kind of quarterback he can develop into. Uh, but adding a star uh, and you know, securing a star like Miles Garrett on the defensive end to help the overall team, I think is definitely a positive for the Browns moving forward. It's nice to see the Browns commit to someone, too. It's been so long that the Browns have had this talent or multiple options of talent said, we're going to commit for this for the long term and not just try to get these short-term solutions fixed. And you mentioned Baker is coming up or coming off a down year, but I think he's going to perform great this year. You look what Kevin Stefanski's offense kind of schemes around. A lot of play action, so that means you're going to need a good running game. 
have that. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, two of the best in the NFL. And then also a lot of good tight ends, whether it's bringing in Austin Hooper and then also beefing up that offensive line too, whether it be through the draft or in free agency with the signing of Conklin. And then obviously you look all around uh, receiver-wise, Odell, Jarvis, the weapons are definitely there for Baker to set up for success. And I like to see what seven... Kevin Stefanski has done with a guy like Kirk Cousins, made him look like a really solid quarterback, which I think Cousins is. I think he makes way too much money than he actually deserves, but nevertheless, he cashed in at the right exact moment, and Baker's going to have a much better year this year. It's just the question of this year will be the defense. Can Miles Garrett stay healthy to keep that defensive line stable, and can the talent of these youngsters in the linebacking core and secondary live up to expectations? Yeah, I mean, that's really what it is, what it comes down to. You know, can you live up to the expectations that you set for yourself in the offseason? And, of course, after last year with the Browns, uh, that answer had to be no. Uh, they did not live up to the expectations of where they were last year, and I know that you heard from it from previous hosts on the Sportsman, not to be named, but still, uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, Browns hate. Now, I, I think there's some mild optimism, right? I mean, this is coming from a Jets fan here where, you know, you're, you're just cautiously optimistic, you're just like, well, if the Jets have a good season, great. If not, it's been beat into me so long that the Jets, uh, listen, they've been a, a football team up and down, but they haven't won uh, the Super Bowl since, what was it, 1968 season? It was a year of six, 1969. I mean, it's, it's been that long uh, since the Jets won anything significant. Um, so with, with the Browns, listen, you got to take your patience you know you're not the only team out there that's still waiting for for a winning season and, and still winning to uh, waiting to win uh, but I think they've taken the right steps in this offseason where you can be cautiously optimistic I'm not saying that they're going to be you know a 12 win football team this year but still uh, they can be a you know, a good football team and I think they have an opportunity to make some noise a wild card bid has to be what the Browns have their eyes on clear favorite Definitely the Baltimore Ravens, even though I'm interested to see how they modified their offense. I know there's been some critics out there saying, well, these defenses are going to have an entire offseason to see what the Ravens have done. But I like the bag to defer. I think Lamar is going to improve yet again and just come out with even more tricks in the bag. They had a, a, another wonderful draft. They have a lot of young talent around Lamar Jackson. But two through four in the AFC North is an absolute dogfight. You know the Steelers are going to get Big Ben back. They have some weapons as well, especially in James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster. That defense is still going to be very good. That's something that the Browns lack. And then the Bengals, a little bit of a question mark. Is, is Joe Burrow going to be able to step in there and be that elite quarterback that everyone projects him to be, or are they going to stumble a little bit? Personally, I think they're going to stumble a little bit. I see a ton of potential out of Joe. Don't want to take anything away from him, and I know everyone in this area wants to see the success for him. But realistically, he's a rookie quarterback starting from week one. On a team that only won two games last year. Exactly. How many times do you see a guy go into a situation like that and absolutely flourish? Flourish. It's little to absolutely none. So I really don't see the Bengals really contending. I think they're going to have a couple of fun wins where they upset a couple of people when they really aren't supposed to. But still, it's still a question mark in that AFC North. Other than the Ravens, two through four is going to be a really fun to watch this division pan out. Yeah, I think it's going to be, like like you said, it's going to be a good division. I think it's going to be a, a lot of competition. I think, uh, you know, there's an opportunity there for Bengals fans to be pleasantly surprised. Uh, but it is tough. I mean, when you have to compete with the Baltimore Ravens plus the Steelers plus, uh, you, you know, the Browns, it, it's going to be a tough division to, to move up if you're the Bengals. But, I mean, obviously they, they're taking the right steps. You know, they're, they're trying to, to get better year in and year out. Uh, and, and it's not going to be an overnight transition they did, I think, have a good draft, of course, with Joe and with uh, the wide receiver Higgins. Uh, but still, you know, we, we got to wait and see what this team is. You know, it's a lot of, uh, especially during this time, you know, it's just what can they do out on the football field? And, yeah, we got to wait and see. We got to see and, uh, and make it happen. Uh, we ended the sports fan yesterday kind of talking. I was with Andrew Allison yesterday, and we, we proposed a question, right? And we wanted to know uh, what really would you want to see the Washington Redskins be renamed because they're dropping that Redskins name it's not going to be the mascot or anything affiliated uh, not only the name but the mascot too uh, the logo uh, will, will not be uh, you know the Native American logo so it will be a, a differently branded team over in Washington uh, do you have any ideas on what you would like to see the Washington Redskins be named all right, I'm going to come out of left field with this one because I think I see a lot of lists that have the similar ones, whether it be the Red Hawks, the Pigskins, Warriors, anything like that. 
for Washington monuments. The monuments. Let's go yeah. monuments. Let's go sculptures. See, if this I don't have no idea what their logo would be. Maybe just straight up an American flag. But I think the monuments would be a pretty cool nickname, especially considering the area they're in. See, I spitballed yesterday, right? And I was like, well, what about if we do the Washington Stars and Stripes? You know, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I was just trying to think off, off the cuff and try to figure out, all right, well, what, what could uh, make sense? What could be, uh, you know, something the Pontiacs. to say? The Pontiac River goes through D.C. That'd be go. pretty sick. What Washington the, Pontiacs. What would be the mascot, though? What, what would you have out there? Just a river? Some guy drafts as uh, a river costume? You just modify the uh, Pontiac, the car logo. <laughs> Take a mod modification out of that. And you can parlay that into some kind of sponsorship deal. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, considering Pontiac uh, went away in 2012, 2013, it'd be a little tough. But bring could it be back. the Pontiacs. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. maybe. You'd have to talk to General Motors about that one. Right. The, the monuments, though, is my is my go-to. Yes, I like the monuments. That could be a good one. Uh, and then I mentioned yesterday that you know the Cleveland Indians now, uh, you know, the spotlight kind of gets shifted towards them. Uh, because again, it is a Native American uh, mascot. It's, it's the nickname. Uh, they did away with Chief Wahoo uh, not too long ago, and they went to the Block C uh, as their logo. But do you have a, a favorite leading nickname for the Cleveland Indians? I like the Spiders a lot. I think that's pretty fun. See, I the also Spiders has been a favorite. I mean, that's been yeah, a it's weird. I don't know where where it developed from. Um, maybe the Rockers, the Cleveland Rockers, Would it Rock just... and Roll Hall of Fame's there. There you go. The Cleveland. I also. I'm a kind of a fan of the tribe. Just cl the Cleveland tribe. I don't think that's gonna pan out though because you need kind of a pearl name for a mascot. And I don't know what the ma. Well, technically the mascot would remain the Block C, but yeah, rock and rollers, the spiders. Who knows? Either way, man, go go Cleveland. So here for it. I know you're a big Cleveland guy, so that's why I'm trying to keep a Cleveland yeah. for you. Got the Browns. We got the uh, the Indians. Uh, you know, we we gotta we, get. You know, I'm honestly wondered if they're thinking about changing the Cavaliers' name because Capital University just announced they're going to change from the Crusaders. So I don't know if Cavaliers got any resemblance on that, but the Cavs might not be the Cavs anymore. See, I don't know. I mean, it, a lot of sports teams are now becoming under fire for their uh, nicknames or if it's going to be uh, colleges with mascots or what have you. Uh, you know, a lot of people now the spotlights get shifted to them uh, the Washington Redskins are the first domino to fall, and I think others will, will follow. Uh, but still, you know, if you have an idea of uh, what you know, you'd like to see these sports franchises or other colleges, maybe even the Cavaliers change their name to. Who knows? Uh, phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. That is 740-592-6646. Uh, before we get into anything else, we're going to take a short break here on the Sports Fan, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting on 970-97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, JK Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at JK be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call JK Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. about our telehealth video visits, all without leaving the safety and comfort of your home. Download our app today at ohiohealth.com slash mobile app. Wherever you are, be that change you feel that you don't see enough of. Your household, friends, job, or school could grow through your life. We need tough love, need kindness and care, conversations to understand each other, patience for these wounds, and day-by-day -day actions to love our brothers. No matter who you are, your life could shine a path. Be the change. Brought to you by SPWorkLab.com. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home. 
for less than a dollar a day. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happened. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For less than a dollar a day with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. 800-218-6710 Again, that's 800-218-6710 You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH and the sportsman right here on 970 and 97.1 WATH. Mills on the mic along with Brad Walker. And we're taking you up until 7 o'clock today before you hit CBS at the top of the hour. Uh, we ended off yeah, talking a little bit about the mascots. And if you got any ideas what you want to see those mascot names change to. Or maybe if you don't want to see them changed. Uh, come on the show. Voice your opinion. 740-592-6646. Phone lines are open. Uh, you know, and the other big news I, I'd have to say right now is that uh, free agent outfielder Yasiel Puig and the Braves have reached a one-year deal. Uh, a person with knowledge of the deal says the Atlanta Braves have agreed to a one-year deal with free agent outfielder Yasiel Puig. Uh, with Puig, he still has to pass a physical. The agreement helps the National League East champions address a depth problem in their outfields. Nick Markakis recently opted out over concerns about the coronavirus. The 29-year-old Puig hit a combined 267 with 24 home runs and 84 RBIs for Cleveland, uh, yeah, Cleveland and Cincinnati back in 2019. He also stole 19 bases. Yasuo uh, Puig, we were talking about a little bit off-air, Brad. I mean, he's had a weird career, and now he finds himself uh, down in Atlanta uh, to start uh, kind of rebrand himself a little bit more uh, with the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, a guy coming straight over and uh, a lot of potential straight out of Puig's career, and he def definitely lived up to it in, in his early years in the Dodgers. But as it sometimes just happens in baseball, Connor, you, you just lose your touch. You lose your sight. You struggle a little bit. And thankfully, in baseball, you can get that rebound going, get that bounce back, and he did. Did his time in the, the minor leagues, came back to the Dodgers, got himself right back into that everyday rotation, and now has just been kind of a journeyman in the MLB because of how his style, how his skill set is, is really different than a lot of outfielders. I mean, he does have the power, has some speed, is also an interesting guy, I'll say, in the locker room. I'm not going to say he's a burden on anybody. It, it's just he's interesting. I think he brings a lot of excitement to a lot of Reds fans. I think we're a little disappointed to see that he is going to Atlanta. Uh, more on the Cleveland side, especially myself, wasn't too surprised he was going to leave Cleveland. I saw that they, they already had the pieces in in order coming back from injury that Puig really, I don't think, would have been able to fit into the starting nine. But I know for Reds fans, they really wanted him back. A lot of They really wanted to see Puig back out on the field. But that's a huge pickup for Atlanta. That's already a super talented team that, had, that ended their season a real tough way in the playoffs last year. But they add Puig, add that excitement, and the Braves may be able to make a deep title run. Well, I mean, with Yasuo Puig, now you can say he's kind of a veteran in the Major League Baseball, right? Certainly. I mean, he's, he's 29 years old. He's put his time in. You know, he's not too old. You know, he's not 34 now. He's not 35 getting, you know, this is about where right right around the ballpark where he should peak in his career. Uh, you know, 29, you know, really from about 25 to uh, I'd say about 32 years old is where you know, most Major League Baseball players peak. Uh, but it's a young, young Atlanta Braves team. They still do have Freddie Freeman over at first base. Uh, but now they add a guy with a little bit more experience, and uh, that could probably help a lot of the young baseball players over in Atlanta right now. Uh, and you know, I, even though I'm a, again I'm, I'm a uh, Mets fan, uh, still, you know, I, I think Atlanta has to be one of the favorites. Of course, you still have the defending World Series champions with the Washington Nationals, and then the Phillies who keep on getting better year after year. Uh, and, and keep on getting uh, you know back into it, uh, but you have I think that's a four-team league you know in the NL East right now between the Mets, the Braves, the Nationals, and the Phillies. Uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, good baseball played in those 60 games. Plus, uh, I, I think it's still going to be close competition uh, over here in the uh, in the Central with the Reds, with the uh, Cardinals, and the Cubs. You know, I'd say that's about a three-team uh, you know vying for the spot at the top 
certainly is. I mean, baseball, uh, you never know what's going to happen year in, year out. But the when Puig went to the Braves, he replaces another veteran in Nick Markakis, who's been in the league for a while. So it's a nice centerpiece to always have those veterans, especially in the outfield or lower in your lineup, that know you can count on them to be clutch in certain moments and just make the right baseball play, in which most veterans do. But, yeah, certainly a central up in the air. I love the moves that the Reds have made. They've noticed that they have a little bit of a window, and they're going for it, trying to get Joey Votto a championship. Yeah, I, I think it would be, when was the last time the Reds made it to the postseason? Was it 2012 or 2010? It was somewhere in that ballpark, right? Somewhere within that time frame, mm-hmm. I think they made the postseason. Uh, but for the Reds, you know, it's been a while since they've won something. And, uh, you know, they were down at the bottom for a little bit. But now they're on the up and up. You know, when we went for affiliate day here at the station, because we are Cincinnati Reds affiliates, uh, you know, there was a lot of optimism, not only uh, from us here, but a lot of the radio stations, you know, that, that also cover the Reds in, in Reds country. Uh, but with Reds on radio, a lot of optimism, plus, you know, it, optimism coming from the top, uh, w- which is always nice to see. Because when you got a positive attitude at the top, you're going to have that trickle down all the way to the bottom. And, and uh, it was going, I think it was going to be a good season for the Reds. Now it gets a little bit more competitive with only 60 games. Um uh, I still think that they can fight their way all the way to the top of the division and, and make some noise in the postseason this year, uh, which, what, what is it going to be around? They'll still try to have a postseason around September, October, right? For, yeah, uh, that's, that's about, should be the range because they cut the season less than half. Right. So about this, well, about when it starts up is about when there would be about 50 to 60 games left in the season. It'll be a little later than normal, definitely peak a little bit through November, but certainly about the same timeline. Yeah, it's again. I'm waiting for this this baseball season because, you know, yeah, I'm not a big NASCAR guy. I know a lot of people like NASCAR. Uh, I haven't turned on the TV to watch golf in a while. Oh, uh, oh. I haven't had. Well, any... you couldn't watch it actually on Sunday because they had to bump up the times because of the weather. Right. So the channel it was going to be on that afternoon. Everybody tuned in to see bull riding. Unfortunately. So I mean, bull riding's I, pretty sweet. Don't get me wrong. I wish I knew that. I would have turned on some bull riding. Yeah, it's again. cool, man. You, I've found a lot of different sports during this time of uh, not having the major sports, so to say. So You're watching soccer. I'm a big uh, West Ham guy now. Are you? Yeah, they blow bubbles when they score. It's really sweet. <laughs> are they socially? Dis- are, are they still doing that over in? Uh, no New fans, York? just no fans. Okay, so no fans, but they can be as close to each other as they want. Oh to be. yeah, it's just yeah. normal soccer, just without fans. And I, I'm one. I'm a fan of the pumped-in crowd noise. It, it makes it feel like it's real. Like I have to remind myself and look into the stands to actually see. And the uh, the only American right now playing in the English Premier League scored Chelsea's uh, game-winning goal today against Norwich. So there Christian Pulisic, man, the guy's the he's the most paid American player ever in uh, U.S. men's uh, national team history. Is he? Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. Bright future. For the U.S. men's national team. Sorry to go on a soccer tangent, but no, see, this is, all my house has been watching the last two weeks. See, that's what the sports fan was missing, though. We were missing your, <laughs> and, and your soccer takes here. Yeah, I don't have many because I'm still – I wouldn't say – I know for most part of the game, but luckily love somebody that played soccer and has been a fan of the English Premier League. But it's fun to watch, and it's early, too. That's the best part is that, like, 11 o'clock – is normally when they play to start the games, and the last game's like at 4 p.m., so you don't have to worry about losing your night. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people go to sleep, though, watching sports, don't they? Um, Not the English Premier League. It's notoriously known for being, like, the Sunday a.m. viewing. So you just, you know, wake up Sunday morning. It's great. Uh, yeah, I guess wake up Sunday morning, you, you watch some soccer or some football, as they call it, and then, uh, you know, go to church after, right? Uh, would that sure. be your Sunday? Um, uh, I normally the games start around ten or eleven, so okay, I think so you might you go to church get, beforehand, yeah. and then then you get into the soccer afterwards. But that's why I say watching that the West Coast is the absolutely best time to watch NFL football. It's what three hours behind, so you wake up eleven a.m. football. <laughs> wake up yeah. if you go if you go, do you go to church, you go to church. If not, eat your breakfast, maybe sneak in a little Sunday jog. Then bam, football until. So you want to be all, you want to be located in the West Coast to then to watch some football. football. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I don't really know where I want to go after uh, my incredible time here in Southeast Ohio. But if I were to pick any location, the NFL, I would watch it on the West Coast. Well, I mean, you're only from what North Northeast, northeast Ohio. Yeah, Northeast Ohio. Um, I, Lucas was Springfield, right? I mean, you're yeah, you're yeah, north yeah. of Springfield, right? Oh, I'm 
completely north. Yeah. Hour south of Cleveland. The Louisville, by the way, I I know this comes up every so often, but the high school, I know Canton, Ohio is known a lot for their high school sports, but uh, Louisville in their way to their 07 runner-up actually beat Logan. Really? I I don't remember if it was played around here or not, or if that's actually the season that it happened, but I know Louisville did beat Logan in a playoff game. So to tie in a little bit of my hometown to to our awesome fans in Southeast Ohio, it's a little tie. Right, and uh, I know Troy would always go back and forth with Lucas when uh, Lucas was from Springfield, right? That was his high school. Yeah. Uh, and Athens beat Springfield, I guess, when Lucas was still there. Huh. Uh, so Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I always remember him saying about it. Um, of course, it didn't. I was still in New Jersey when they were playing that game, but I kind of wish I would, I would, uh, would have seen that game. Yeah, definitely would have been fun, and I know it's just been brought up a couple times how my uh, Canton, Ohio, whether it's Maslin, you got McKinley, uh, two huge name programs that were actually um, two of the, it's one of the top rivalries in the country throughout, whether it be high school or college or NFL football. So that's an exciting one. But once again, I'm, I'm just really veering you off course, Connor. Well, no, I mean let's <laughs> let's stay on this course a little bit because you know we talked a little bit about last week. I think it was Friday. We had Michael Roth, the director, uh, the sports director over mm-hmm. at WEB, and we had uh, Joey Medore, you know, two guys who who worked extensively yeah. on Gridiron Glory. Uh, but with with them, uh, we were talking a little bit about a preview uh, for this high school football season. And as of right now. Uh, with the high school football season, even though here in Southeast Ohio, all extracurricular activities have been suspended uh, with Athens, Alexander, Trimble, and I think of others, uh, a couple other schools have, have followed suit. Uh, but a OHSAA statement, I won't read the whole thing, uh, but they're still saying, hey, we're moving forward with the normal fall sports season, and each school will determine which sports they sponsor. Uh, fall sports that have already been passed uh, to have a competition, one school against another, Boys and girls golf, girls tennis and volleyball, uh, fall sports that have not been passed yet uh, for competition against another school would be cross-country, field hockey, soccer, and football. OHSAA is still working with the governor's office to try and clear that and create a path uh, to have a high school football season in August, in September. Uh, As we move forward, they already tabled. They they said they were not going to push high school uh, football back into the spring. Uh, they were not going to flip spring sports and fall sports. Uh, they were going to try to keep everything as similar as possible, and this statement kind of proves it here uh, that they are trying to go f- as normal as possible heading into this uh, fall sports season. Well, I don't think you can flip um, high school spring and fall sports because the tennis essentially was getting flipped because the boys play, the girls play in the fall, boys play in the spring, and then you have sports like track and field, which are essentially like cross country. I, I did do both, so I know if there is our extreme hardcore running fans out there, I, there is there's certainly a difference there. But then you got baseball that replaces what football, and I guess really nothing replaces golf. But you still have kind of that whole contact sport. But it, it just seems like slowly but surely we're making our way towards that fall sports. It it may be unfortunate we might not be able to have fans there. The, a lot of things seem to be leaning that way. But as far as college and professional looks like, I think different parts of the country are going to be able to have sports, whereas other parts may not, just based on how the numbers look, if the virus is still striking in those particular areas, or maybe we just see the bubble system continuing to grow. I mean, the NBA is using it. The MLS is using it. Right now, the MLB is not planning on using it, correct? They're just having no fans in the stadium. Right. I mean, they're, they're all kind of secluding themselves anyway. Yeah. Uh, they were going to go down to the spring training complexes, but with the majority of them either being in Arizona, Texas, or Florida, and the uptick in the COVID-19 mm-hmm. cases in yeah. those states, uh, they decided, I, I know the Mets, uh, and I think the Reds as well, are back in their home stadiums, Great American Ballpark and City Field. I know the Yankees went back to Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they've just kind of went back home to where the ballparks are, and uh, it's been a little bit difficult for, like, the Toronto Blue Jays to uh, practice and, and get things done because now you're talking about cross-country lines uh, with Canada and the United States, and they just extended uh, the border closing there between Canada and the U.S. to August 21st, which would be, you know, theoretically as long as we have this baseball season starting on the 23rd of July, uh, you know, it would push it back uh, nearly a month uh, before it would be free travel between the two countries. Well, the NBA has it absolutely perfectly with this bubble because if you look at basketball court, it is, it's not that big compared to a football field, compared to a baseball field. 
And also golf, I would say, has it pretty easy, too, without having fans there because you just have to worry about the golfers not interacting too much. Obviously, it's an individual game, so they don't have teammates or anything. But the NBA, big props to them. Spent a ton of money, I'd imagine, on this whole entire bubble situation. But it, the, the courts look great. It looks like practices are pretty much back to normal. They've only had two cases out of, I think, 233 players that are down there, which everyone has said that that's that's great for them and i i really do think the nba is going to start on time it's even with the two positive tests they have i believe they're going to sort all of that out some guys that might have had it stayed back a uh, big example there would be russell westbrook he did not travel with the rockets he, he stayed yeah he wasn't even he was, in the bubble exactly nope and uh, James Harden is going to the bubble i think in the next few days but he has to sit and wait and they're also making the players that cross outside of the bubble self isolate isolate as well so I, I just give big props to the nba because right now to the all the major sports they are certainly leading the charge and trying to get their sport back listen we'll talk a little bit more about the nba bubble we got to take a short break you're listening to the sports fan on 970 97.1 fm wath at mcdonald's our scratch made biscuits rise before you do so while you were dreaming we were measuring while you were snoring we were mixing and when you were we were in McDonald's kitchens, good mornings start with good ingredients. And the key to our biscuits are the folks who bake them every morning. Enjoy our scratch-made biscuits on the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit for only two bucks. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Scratch-made biscuits are available in most restaurants in the listening area. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Great news. Any size ice-cold and refreshing soft drinks are still just $1 at McDonald's every day. That's the news. Now the weather. Soft drink lovers at McDonald's report enjoying ice-cold deliciousness. Also reported, chance of refreshment, 100%. Get any size soft drink for just a dollar, only at McDonald's. A la carte only, limited time offer at participating McDonald's cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. In association with Gruiser Realty and Building. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. 5913015. What was that number again? I said 5913015. Here's important new information from the Diabetes Solution Center for you, a family member, or a loved one suffering with diabetes. If you have lost your provider or if you need a provider for diabetic supplies, you may qualify to receive your diabetic testing supplies now with little or no out-of-pocket cost, regardless of your age. All you need is Medicare or private insurance to be potentially eligible. Call the Diabetes Solution Center right now for details. Just takes a couple of minutes. Our friendly, knowledgeable agents will give you free, no-obligation information, handle all the insurance paperwork, and make sure you local teams, local opinions, the sports fan on 970 WATH. And sports fan right here on 970 WATH. Mills on the mic with Brad Walker here on this 14th day of July. And temperatures right here in southeast Ohio, still around 89 degrees and sunny outside. Uh, which it's good. I wish there were still some sports out there. I got to imagine that Cincinnati's temperature is still doing well. Uh, and, of course, yeah, it, it, it's been a different summer for us because we don't have any Cincinnati Reds baseball uh, to air for you yet. But hopefully coming up on, I believe, the 24th. So we're about 10 days away until we get Cincinnati Reds. But the crazy thing is, Brad, uh, we haven't received any. We don't, know, we don't even know what the, uh, the broadcast plans will be. Uh, we've been uh, held out in the dark until we know when the games are, but normally we get like an affiliate packet or something, you know, and uh, we haven't heard anything from the Reds yet. But hopefully, you know, we still will have a broadcast for them to, uh, to air here on the station. Well, I think they're trying to figure out how they're going to do road games. That's the biggest one. Yeah. Is from what I've heard, the Reds are going to do road games, their TV station at least, road games from a studio or from Great American Ballpark. Um, so they, that broadcast team will not be traveling with them and possibly the radio too, which would be really weird. I've never heard radio been done from a remote location. 
actually tv's been done from a remote location actually for a long time now i don't think people right. have realized that um dean linky uh OU alum it, it spoke to us about that is how he'll do big 10 soccer from the studios in is it illinois that they're studio chicago uh somewhere over there i believe chicago I mean, he's, he's got big 10 and acc yeah you know, he, he's a big college guy maybe not like the uh the football uh, but maybe he he does a swimming and diving. He'll do wrestling. He'll do you know a lot of the other sports and pick up those broadcasts. Yeah, soccer, all all that fun stuff. But yeah, he'll actually do that from a studio where he said he has six different screen or each each camera has its own screen and also he has the program screen in front of him and he'll be able to call a game through that. So he's a guy that's experienced in that field and people probably didn't maybe have watched one and didn't realize that's what it is because their backdrop on their facial shots is, it just says Big Ten <laughs> Network, which you would expect right. that most um, major news networks do wh wherever you're at. So it's, it's been the technology. People know how to do it. It's just now acclimating the broadcasters into that realm. Well, I think it would be crazy, too, because, you know, if, if you've ever been to, you know, maybe uh, a broadcast from Chesa, right? I mean, we, we're starting to, to broadcast out. Uh, the, the university is starting to do... Uh, you know, some soccer broadcasts, some field hockey broadcasts through their YouTube page, and there's not a whole lot of room that they can actually maneuver in there. Mm -hmm. But if you have, like, the Big Ten, you know, the press boxes aren't that much different. Uh, it's just that, well, the talent isn't actually in that press box. You know, they, they got the backdrop and everything set up uh, right where their studios are. And, of course, it'll be weird for a, a radio broadcast to happen uh, from a remote location because they, they usually take in the sights and sounds, and then the ears... Uh, eyes and ears of the listeners through the radio. They try to describe everything in a way that you can see it, uh, but I, I gotta imagine it's going to be at least a little bit similar to what the TV guys are saying, because whoever that home broadcast is, I think it's going to be the same feed, except just different talent, uh, which would be different, but uh, Reds, you know, hopefully coming up on the 24th. Uh, we do have Reds Talk uh, Wednesday, and some Reds Rewinds happening on Fridays at 7 o'clock, uh, but tomorrow will be Reds uh, Reds hot stove happening at six o'clock uh right here on 970 97.1 wath uh we went into the break talking a little bit about you know this whole nba bubble thing that's happening down in florida uh at that walt disney world resorts uh, area that whole complex uh looks like a pretty cool setup and then of course you know, nba players have posted some pictures about the hotel rooms and stuff uh but the crazy thing is and you were telling me about this brad i hadn't seen this that uh, that there's like some kind of bubble hotline. Like if anybody is violating the uh, the bubble rules, like you can call and tattle on them if they uh -huh. you know, pop that bubble. Yeah, I think Chris Paul has actually gotten a, a hotline against him. But yeah, I guess it's a safe, confidential hotline that say we're in the bubble and I see you wander off and go into Magic Kingdom, I can call and say, hey, Connor broke the bubble. He should be quarantined. And then you'd get questioned. So it's interesting that the players can keep tabs on another. Some players are saying it's really not cool to do that. So, right. I mean, I'm a little up in the air. I, I I get it if you see something, you want to say something. But also, if it's like your own team or one of your fiercest rivals, do you want to, do you want to spark something or anything like that? So it's, I think they're in a vicinity so close and they have so much around. I don't see too much. I think, if anything, the problem would be bringing people into the bubble would be a reason for the hotline. Right, and you know, Again, there's that whole, you know, privacy issue and, you know, can you really live in a lockdown like that? And that's, you know, I, I think a little bit more strict than lockdowns that happened back in March and April uh, when everything was shut down. Because now you're telling people where you can and cannot go. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting, you know. But, again, you're talking about a business. You're talking about, you know, people who are under contract and they've agreed to do this whole bubble thing. Uh, so now to renege on it and to say well i want to take a walk outside the bubble well i mean that's not what really you agreed to you know i mean they're they're giving you food they're giving you residence they're giving you everything that you can possibly need and then all they're asking for is in return is stay within the bubble and perform the duties required of you to to go on the nba team i think uh that's not too unreasonable to ask if you agreed to it and you always had that option to opt out of the season i mean they're not forcing anybody to go into this whole bubble situation uh, but to complete the NBA season, they're saying, hey, if you want to do this, this is the safest way uh, for the NBA to move forward with this. Uh, so if you're on board, then then go to Florida. Um, but, I mean, that's, uh, again, it, it's all 
you know, up up to them if they want to be in this. And all major sports are doing that. You know, you can always opt out of baseball. You can opt out of uh, NHL has like one or two players now that, that have opted out. Uh, but it, they're not like forcing them to do anything. So, I mean, don't break the bubble. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's as simple as that. It's, it's funny. I think the funniest storyline I've seen come out of the whole NBA bubble or things like that is the NBA has set up entertainment options, whether it be ping pong tables, pool tables, uh, video game areas, or what may ever. But also they're having DJs, I guess, come in to try to perform and kind of have a little party atmosphere. And (laughs) the first DJ that came, there was only one player that showed up. That player was Dwight Howard, was the (laughs) only one, I guess, that was interested in listening to this DJ. Now, I don't know how it's set up. I don't know if they're allowed to dance or be in a close group with each other or if it's like tables you just sit and it's blocked off well, which I, I gotta imagine if you're in a bubble right and if you're keeping these set people all quarantined together i shouldn't say quarantine i mean you're, you're just staying together because you know that you don't have the virus and you know that uh, the next guy next to you doesn't have the virus so i don't see any reason why they shouldn't be you know standing shoulder to shoulder because i mean they're already if you don't have it and the next guy next to you doesn't have it then you don't have to worry about it right yeah, yeah, certainly. I, I think that's how it's going. I think a lot of the players are, uh, before they have to go to these certain areas, I think they are getting heat checked, even when you check in, whether you're going to practice or whatever, because they're wearing these bracelets and rings, I think, that tell them uh, whether they have fever or if they're feeling symptoms or anything of that nature. But, I mean, I think you're right, especially with this second wave of spikes starting to come back, that the NBA timed it about perfectly to just leave all their players in a specific location. And it's a lifestyle change, certainly for most of them. They're coming from maybe these nice, large, luxurious houses with their own indoor courts or maybe a super nice apartment all decked out. Now they're living in hotel rooms. And one of the guys, I guess, doesn't even have a window. Really? I don't know how legal that is, but it is Florida, so... Yeah, I guess what, uh, Paul Millsap does not have a window, supposedly. Does but, he want a window? <laughs> I, I would want a window. <laughs> I mean, what? What? I don't know if it's day. I don't know if it's night. Well, it would mess with my sleep schedule. Uh, Especially the house or where you're staying, he probably came from. Um, our sleep schedule up in Alaska two years ago. Uh, uh, we had 24 hours at sit. Uh, but, but we had windows. We did have windows. So my body was able to adjust knowing the pitches alike because it did get just a touch darker. But what about, I mean, we weren't there during the winter time when it's about 24 hours of darkness. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's about the same thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, I guess, yeah. So, really, our story doesn't correlate too much with Paul Millsaps, but maybe he doesn't have a window. Maybe that's just a rumor I heard. I, I did see it on the Internet, so take that for what it is. Yeah, but, I mean, they're not just saying, hey, stay in your room 24-7. No, unless, unless you break the bubble, test positive. But the players did go into some sort of, like, re-lockdown, I believe, once... Um, it came out that two players were tested positive. They went into uh, not full isolation. Obviously, the ones that did went full isolation. But I, they went into some kind of where I think it's te- team only again. Mm-hmm. So the guys on the teams that did test positive, they they I think all of them are in isolation. So they the did the contact that, tracing and like, all right, well, yeah. this guy's been in contact with that guy. I think so, so then this group of people has to stay quarantined for two weeks. I think basically. so. Well, I think it's actually uh, eight to ten days now, it looks Is like. It? Yeah. So that. We even got better science now in saying, well, maybe it's 8 to 10, then 14 days just to be safe, right? Because it's better to say 14 because then that's two weeks. But yeah, it's 8 that's to 10 easy. days. That's yeah. easy math. Yeah, that's easy. You can you know, specify to an employer or something and say, look, you know, I got two weeks instead of, well, I might have 8 or 10 days. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's good for uh, NBA. They're, they're trying to get started back up by the 31st. They're quarantining, they're practicing, they're down in Florida uh, in that bubble, during that bubble hotline. Uh, we got a short time left on the Sports Fan, about 10 minutes. One more break to take, and then we'll wrap up the program momentarily. As you're listening to the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Introducing the new Budweiser Nitro Gold. A lager brewed with nitro for a silky smooth finish. As smooth as my voice. So smooth, you'll enjoy hearing me read the legal disclaimer. Enjoy responsibly. 2020 Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Nitro Reserve Gold Lager. Ale in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. All rights reserved. Kind of like new Budweiser Nitro Reserve Gold. Available now. That's right. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, 
and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Follow along with Power 105 and 97 WATH on Facebook. Like our page for contests, prizes, community updates, and of course, some laughs. Check us out on Facebook at Power 105 WXTQ 97WATH, and don't forget to click that like button. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, JK Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at JK be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call JK Contracting at 740 698 Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And the Sports Fan right here on 970 WATH. There's the mic alongside Brad Walker. We got you for about nine more minutes until we got CBS coming your way at the top of the hour. Uh, they got the World News Roundup all the way into, I think, 7.09 or something like that. Three minutes longer than the normal top of the hour for CBS. Uh, but that'll come your way next. Uh, but for right now, uh, let's wrap up the show. Of course, if you got any requests, 740-592-6646. Phone lines are always open uh, during the show. The one thing that caught my eye as I was taking a look at the news uh, around the national landscape is the Southeastern Conference is postponing the start of volleyball, soccer, and cross-country competition through at least the end of August because of COVID-19. The league says that it provides uh, more time to prepare for a safe return to competition on an adjusted timeline. The decision includes all exhibition and non-conference games. Each school will be responsible for any rescheduling of non-conference contests impacted by the postponement. The league has not made any announcements on the football season. The Big Ten and Pac-12 have opted to only play conference games. The SEC's 14 athletic directors convened Monday at league headquarters in Alabama to discuss sports uh, to discuss fall sports, uh, but it does not look like uh, you know southeastern uh, southeastern conference SEC volleyball, soccer, cross country, all being postponed until the end of August. Uh, so that's uh, again, it, it's a uh, different landscape for fall sports, and I think they're still trying to figure out a way, just like the rest of the Power Five and non conference and uh, you know Group of Five. Uh, to have some kind of a football season come this fall and have it you know, start on time and finish on time. Put him in a bubble. That's the solution right now, Connor. Yeah, put him in a bubble. What, what do you got, like 100 student-athletes or something you got to deal with? I don't know if you could put a them. lot more. I meant, okay, I don't think the, the bubble would certainly not work uh, the for NCAA. Would, that whole bubble would pop within two days. <laughs> True, but it, it's it's with football, it's so hard to tell because you look – at various, I, I mean, I said it earlier in the show, various parts of the country have various levels of risks. And obviously, most of the time, conferences are pretty regionally. I mean, you look at a conference like the SEC, they do have a couple of schools kind of right in the s- central area of the country. The Big 12 has some in the central and then a little, some towards the eastern side. The MAC, they can make their decisions based on just the, the three, four states that are in the MAC, if I... I believe I'm correct on that. Um, so they have a smaller geographical area. Well, yeah, it's Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, New York, right? And Northern Illinois. I'm Illinois. Sure. Wow. Yeah, Illinois. I always forget. Yeah. It's always Northern Illinois and Buffalo that and, I forget. And then, I mean, we're not talking about winter sports yet. Yeah. You know, no. the the Mid American Conference merged with uh, the EWL and wrestling, and now you got you know teams from New Jersey, you got teams from Pennsylvania, you got teams uh, from Missouri. Uh, are all coming around too but i mean that's affiliate members of the mid-american conference i guess uh you, you can talk about a little bit too there uh so you, you can expand the states expand the, the reach of the mac uh but for to- just for uh fall sports i think they do have a couple of other affiliates especially in field hockey uh, but still you know it's just about those states that we mentioned that you know, it's not as big as let's say uh, power five uh, one of those conferences but still uh, you're dealing about a, a vast majority of uh, large large area that you'll have to maintain and watch 
and be sure that, well, if, let's say, upstate New York is having a COVID spike, you might not want to play Buffalo that weekend. You know, it's going to be difficult to see and difficult to maintain no matter what conference you're in. Yeah, that's why this whole um, changing to just conference games only for a couple of these Power 5 leagues kind of kind of boggles my mind. I think it's just essentially they're saying they want to delay the season and get rid of those um, three non-conference games and just hop right into conference play. That's It's just to delay the season because so many of these players, um, these leagues, just come from so far all over that it's hard to narrow it down and just into one particular area. So I think once we get... Uh, through August and then into September, we're going to be really able to see if we're going to be able to have even these sports. I don't think we're going to have fans at any of these sports for, for a good amount. Maybe by the time uh, winter comes around, we may be able to see fans. But but as of now, just the, just the way we have this recent second spike and everything, I'm I'm not hopeful that we're going to see fans. Well, listen, I mean, you opened up the show giving us some some optimism here, right? Activity, but it's. It's, look at all these sports and all the precautions that are already going on play just so that these players can practice with their certain teams. You're not going to be have those precautions, even if you let in half the fans. It, it, say you're going to let in 5,000, 10,000. You're not going to be able to uh, give a quick test to 5,000 people or check 5,000 people's temperatures or anything like that. It's just really not that possible. So maybe um, s- some family members, maybe some friends. But as of now, I hate to be that negative but but kind of, it's just the it's the reality we live in. All right, let's go back to positive though. I mean, what what was the timetable that that was set in that AP article you you found? Yeah, uh, saying something about a vaccine or I, a vaccine I think in, it in said the process later this month, I believe. That would be out is, um, out for consumption or out. Uh, um, I think with the final results. So, so the, no, the nothing phase. is near uh, out for consumption yet. Uh, it's a lot of um, just testing. Right and the the yeah uh, final study starts this month. So, so th- right now it's all studies. It's not available. Right. It's only available to people that I believe have coronavirus, and it's right now boosting their immune systems. But the final study is going to happen this month. So it's a study phase for the for the virus. It's the you know testing right. I mean study and testing. I guess you could lump those yeah. two together. So, then, so maybe we do have a vaccine come August or September, Con, and then we have fans. I hope I'm wrong. That's that's a point that, that I hope I, would, I am wrong. I would say optimistically, you know, going off that article and saying yeah. that everything else, I'd still give it about two, three months. Yeah. You know, which would put us where, about, you know, October, October. November, you know, give or take. I, I think by the end of the year, you know, with that encouraging article by the AP, uh, if we do get vaccines, then I think, you know, all these precautions that are being put in place – I think you can loosen them uh, a lot, and then have you know fans be be inside wherever you are, uh, whether that be here in Southeast Ohio and in, in high school gyms or uh, at, at the professional level. And you know who knows, maybe we're still playing baseball by November. <laughs> uh, but, but we got to see. But yeah, it's a uh, you know, I listen. You got to end the show with a little bit of optimism, right? I mean, yeah, you, gotta, you do. You do. You got to look well, forward so back to, to that vaccine. You know, come. Come October, I'm going to tell my current self, well, old self, then. But anyway, that things are going to be well. want to see fans packed. OBJ said that the only reason he came back to football was because of the fans. These sports teams need the fans. We need them back. We want them back. But it's just safe, man. Safe to stay at home right now. Stay safe, stay healthy, and it's always good to see you, Brad. Uh, you know, Thanks for coming on to the sports fan, and always welcome. <laughs> But this has been the Sportsman presented by JK Contracting. CBS News comes your way next. For Brad Walker, this is Connor Mills signing off. No Sportsman tomorrow. We'll talk to you back on Thursday. We'll see you then. service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM.